Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined today by Matthias Dalponte, Head of Data Science at Axure. Welcome, Matthias. Thank you, Jake. I'm very glad for the invitation and to participate in this program. Thank you. Well, we're lucky to have you, and Intel is lucky to work with your company. But before we get into your company, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you actually became a data scientist, and a little bit about your background and your company's background. Yeah, well, my background is in physics. I have a bachelor, a master, and a PhD in semiconductor physics. And I actually have worked with Intel before, but as a physicist doing material science analysis, Later in my career, I had this invitation from Axur to do mostly data analysis and intelligence work for them. And Axur is a company that has been working in the cybersecurity for many years, although the scope of the company has changed a little bit along the years. In the beginning, it was mostly consulting, and so I used to do a lot of data analysis, which is something that I got from my background as a scientist. And I was applying in a different environment. Instead of material science in a lab, I was using for data collected from the web. And it was a natural step for Exur to start automating all this type of data analysis and data collection analysis and processes. And that's why we started this data science machine learning department in the company. I was the first one. I started it. And now we are about 10 doing the job. Wow. It's a testament to you, not only as a designer, as an architect, and as an innovator, but it's a testament to you that you've built such a good business that can now support you know, 10 heads, as they say. So congratulations. But, you know, I think our listeners want to hear about some of the things that Axure does in the digital risk protection space. Can you talk a little bit about fake social removal application? What is that? So Axur, our goal is to protect our customers' digital presence. We monitor and act on the web outside of the customer's premises. So where someone is trying to impersonate their brand to commit some kind of scam, we try to be there and detect and remove that scam. We see a lot of fraudsters creating fake profiles on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, TikTok, and trying to run their scams there. They advertise fake promotions, say, you know, every big commercial dates, like Christmas and Halloween or Black Friday. They have these offers for big discounts where, in fact, they are just trying to collect customers' data, like personal data or financial data, credit card data. So our job is to monitor social media. It's one of the environments that we monitor, detect the fake profiles, and then we contact the social media platforms to have these profiles removed. So basically, that's the idea of this product. 
That's fantastic. You're basically keeping social media safe for us all. So we thank you very much. It's an important part of, I think, all of our lives, particularly during this pandemic. Tell us a little bit more about your digital risk protection platform. Yeah, so social media is one of the areas that we act. We also act on many other areas, like other types of websites, forums, SMS, phone messages. We monitor conversations in apps like WhatsApp. It's very popular here in Brazil. I think in US, not so much, but fraudsters use a lot of WhatsApp to arrange the scams or Telegram. So we monitor all these environments and we detect when they are talking about one of our customers, even if they are planning an attack or if they are already running the attack, like the fake social profiles case. We try to monitor all these environments as much as we can and detect whenever an attack is running against one of our customers. And once we detect the attack, different types of attack, we try to react and remove that attack from the web. Phishing websites, malware, fake social profiles, or generic websites mentioning our customer's brand. Also LinkedIn, fake profiles, many others. So the idea of this digital risk monitoring is to detect the mentioning of our customer's brand related to some kind of scam. You know, that's a very big deal because obviously companies like Intel spend a great deal of money to build our brand, to maintain our brand, and to maintain the trust in our brand. Can you talk a little bit about how you're able to achieve GPU level performance with Intel CPUs utilizing OpenVINO with Onyx? Yes, this project we ran for an OCR model, and this model was our bottleneck in terms of performance in one of the processes. Like We don't do OCR and everything, but we started seeing that some scams, the, the fraudsters were using, for example, to build a phishing website. Instead of using normal HTML, they just had one image on the site. So all the text, all the information was contained in the image and not on the HTML or any text that we could read. So we needed to somehow read the image. So in this case, we started running the OCR, but we had this bottleneck. The performance was not enough for the speed we needed. And we were already starting to use GPUs for that. But then we started this project with Intel AI builders. And with the help of your engineers, we started testing the OpenVINO with Onyx structure. And the models became smaller and started performing much faster. Well, the engineers gave us a lot of tips how to set up the instructions in the processor. The performance, the required performance that we wanted for that application, and we could keep the application running on the CPUs. And just to have like a cost comparison, like the cheapest GPU that we would need to run that application cost about seven times more than the CPU we were using. So it was a huge cost saving and the performance met all the necessary requirements. So for us, it was a big win to have this project running. Well, it's a big win for all of us because you're protecting all of us on the internet. So. If you could, could you talk a little bit about the 
AI Builders program and the role that Intel has played in Axure's development? Yeah, well, it was very important. Like we never had worked with OpenVINO before. We already did some works with Onyx, but the help of your engineers implementing our models using OpenVINO really improved the performance a lot. We had already seen an improvement moving the models from their previous structure to Onyx. And then when we started using OpenVINO with all the recommended settings from your engineers, there was an additional increase in performance. And that was the game changer to keep running the models in CPUs instead of going to GPUs. I mean, it was very helpful and tips from your engineers, you know. Well, it's exciting that that collaboration has yielded these kind of results, Mateus. So this is why all the years of hard work start to really get exciting is when we mm-hmm. can tell our stories about the work that we get to do together that solves real world problems that help people live a better life. And I like to say living a better life is also not being defrauded. So where can our listeners find out more information? Yeah, we have our website, axur.com. If you need English, is axur.com slash EM. And there you're going to find a lot of information about many products that we have currently. And also on the website, you have contact information. If you need more info, you can just reach out to us. So this is my favorite part of these podcasts. And I think an opportunity for all of us to reflect and to learn. Where do you see the future of digital risk protection? And where do you see the future of AI going? From our experience, we see that the fraudsters, they don't care about anything. They will go wherever there is an opportunity. And they also evolve side by side with the technology evolution. So as we see these traditional scams, email, spam, phishing, malware, they are there for a while. And I see that they're still going to be there for a while. So that's not going to change. The techniques are evolving. And every new environment available on the web, the fraudsters will be there. So when the social media platforms came up, fraud started showing up there too. So what we believe is the next step for the fraudsters is to go to web 3.0, the metaverse, the crypto stuff. There are some frauds already occurring in the crypto. Some of them are like old style. They are phishing, trying to steal wallets or stuff like that. But we believe that when people start interacting more heavily with the metaverse, the fraudsters are going to be there as well. So we don't know how they are going to act there, how the frauds are going to look there, but they will be there. So. We have to be watching these new environments, new technologies, and following the fraudsters, see what they are planning, their next moves, and adapting ourselves to these new frauds, new technologies. So we believe that the next step for them is to go to the metaverse and crypto and web 3.0. Wow, that's spectacular. Well, I hope our listeners got a lot out of that. On behalf of Matthias Del Ponte, Head of Data Science at Axure, 
This is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. We'll be right back.